Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, everyone. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. <laughs> Great to have you on. Uh, Stav has a final conversation, something he has said he will never speak about again. Never speak of again, yes. Well done. Hmm. Well, and we also told. spoke to an amazing guy. What was his name talking about? Zalin. Zalin. Yeah. I keep going to say Zane, but Zalin, uh, he's an amazing speaker. Speaker. I think I want him like as, you know, when you have like those preachers or motivational chats mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. he needs to come to those. But uh, talking about the walk that you're going to do to raise money for Top Bloke. Yeah. 50 yeah. Ks across Brisbane. Chafe is a concern of mine at the moment. You got to wear leggings. Yeah. Like bike pants. Talcum yeah. powder on your thighs. Well, no, you definitely wear like um, absorbent ones. Yeah, we might have to go shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go to an athletic store. They have those. What are they for mm. shaping? Sport, sports power. Sports. Mm. Why don't you get? Why don't you get a sponsor? Why don't we get sponsored by um, Rebel? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I was just going to buy them, but if they want a sponsor, <laughs> sponsor. That, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever have sports power or sports scene, no. or was that just a regional? I don't know. Never, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Mm. They were like the sports shops in Gladstone mm. and I'd never seen one. I thought they were all gone. And then when I was in Bowen the other weekend, there was a sports power there. Oh, maybe mm. it is. Yeah. Maybe just in regionals. Maybe. Sorry. I just, um, I'm doing an expense form and my past expense form and it just made me excited once again is uh, a taxi to go and see Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, that's your last trip to see Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I put that in as my expense yeah. form and it just, you know. Just a taxi to see Chris Hemsworth. Mm. What is my life? Oh, my God. You know that time that I just got a taxi? Just to his hotel in Sydney? <laughs> that time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Here's the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Oh, g'day. It's Tradie Chat Tuesday. Well, he's the king of Bunnings, the prince of pine, the lord of the level and the master of the plaster. It's time to head to Abby's <laughs> house. And Scotty, too hotty, but ready chat Tuesday. Hey, Stabby, that was a good one, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Got to keep up the quality, well mate. Got to keep up the quality. I, did I tell you that I met Wendy's daughter? Oh, you mentioned oh, something you did. Like that, That's huh? right. Yes. Yeah. For those who don't know, Wendy is, is Scotty's, Scotty's side chick that girlfriend. works at Bunnings. Didn't you run into Wendy, Wendy? No, I hid from her because I didn't have any makeup on. I just wanted to be like, when I met the other girl, I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to my Wendy. Uh, what's the daughter like? She looked like Scotty? <laughs> she looks like Wendy. Uh, oh, oh, she got all the, the mum's All DNA. the looks. Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah. Uh, what brings you on to the show today, mate? I hear you've got a little <laughs> crab issue. Crabs. I got crabs, man. Well, I think I the issue crabs. is that you don't, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty much it, Stabby. Let's put it the right way. Um, look, Jagger's been, um, he's my little fishing man. Little, He's been watching something on YouTube where this bloke, I don't know what it's what, what this one's called, but he goes out into the bush and uh, he just basically catches and eats what he does and cooks it on the beach and mm. he wants to go mud crabbing. So uh, Abby rang me on Saturday and said, can you quick swing by and pick up a couple of bloody crab pots? A couple of pots. Like, mm. Yeah, no worries. No, he cr- he cracked about it about it. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. happy about it. No, well, you, could, anyway. you could practice in the pool first. No, no, wait. You've seen Jagger. No. When Jagger's an outdoors man, like mm, he's just yeah. he's going to be the face of like Anaconda. Like he just loves the place, yeah. and he's very true. He gets obsessed with it, and he wanted these mud crabs, and he's like, "Oh, why have I never eaten a mud crab before?" <laughs> like, "Oh, dude, I don't know. Mm. I'm pretty sure you might have eaten crab." He's like, "I haven't. I haven't." And that's like you have to at my age. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he goes, oh, I've got to go out and get these crabs. And I just said to Scotty, like, he's been well behaved. I promised him some mud crab, like some pots. Crab and pots. he was right near Anaconda, mm. down near Slacks right. Creek. So I was like. Kind of near. Kind Half of an hour drive out the way. Oh, come on. You <laughs> came home with a whole bunch of stuff. You're paying out Jagger, but you came back with, like, extra fishing stuff. I did, actually. There was <laughs> yeah. galore there. Those types of places uh, are like Bunnings. You uh, go in for one, one thing, thing and you leave with ten others. Uh, um, but exactly I believe there's right. muddies in the Brisbane River, Scotty. Well, I'm Scotty said certain. that the next day, Jack is like, we've got the mud pots, and he's been looking at them the whole time. Like, mm. Sorry, the crab pots. And he's like, let's go crabbing. Mm. And Scotty goes, no, nah, we can't. You need a licence. Mm. And I was like, dude, you can't just... Because you're hungover, you can't tell him that we can't do it <laughs> because you don't have a licence. Yeah, you got you got to make up a few fibs to get you across yeah. the line. Oh, I don't know. That, yeah. that, 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 could, that may be true. That may be true. Well, we're trying to Google it, and here's the thing. If anyone ever goes crabbing in mm. Brisbane, where? Where do 13, you go? 13, 10, 60, and what are the rules around go? it? What are the rules around it? I My mate you know, um, takes females. And is there a no. certain season as well? Yeah. Well, Brisbane fish market's online. flush with them. <laughs> that's well, that's what I, we were uh, going well, to. But, yeah. Can't take females. Can't take undersized. So you need to get a sizer. Yeah. Uh, don't, I don't, know. Ruin the calls. Don't, don't ruin the calls, <laughs> mate. You're not the expert. When's the last time you went crabbing? Uh, Just because you can Google. Three, we can all Google. Four weeks ago. Sta- four weeks ago. We're yeah. down on a tractor, mate. So just... Settle down. Yeah, he's gone. Sorry. Yeah, my mate uh, Danny Boy on the Tweed, we throw a couple of um, nets in when we get there, and by the Saturday, they have mud crab for dinner. I don't because I don't eat it, but they love it. How do they cook it? I boil it. Uh, 13 to 60, if you're an expert like Stav, Mm. where do you catch mud crabs in Brizzy and what's the rule? Uh, Yeah, maybe we get a few rules, and then that way. Secret spots, people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'll give you the secret (laughs) spots. (laughs) I'll give you the shit ones. Um, Yeah, yeah, I know, that's it. And then that way too, Scotty, people, when, you, when you're when you up with the facts, then you can put your lies together better for the days that you don't feel like going out. It's off season. Um, can I do a dumb question? Hmm. I'm saying mud crabs. Are there other crabs that you catch here in Brizzy? And don't make a... I think there is a is mud it? crab and a sand crab. A sand crab, yeah. I could be or wrong. Or a spanner, oh, something else. Blue crabs, I don't know if they're up here. Mm. I know they're down there, laid the blueies. Mm. Cook crab and raw but crab. I know sand crab are up here. <laughs> Kent in Ipswich. Mud crabs. Where do you get them? What do you need to do? Uh, Beachmere on the way out to Bribey Island. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beachmere. Beachmere. All, All you right. need is a rope and a crab pot. That's it. Yeah. How long do you wait for when you go crabbing, Kent? Um, just throw it out. Go for a drive somewhere into town. Come back a couple of hours later. Guaranteed you'll have crabs in it. Guaranteed, oh, Kent from Ipswich. Guaranteed. Okay. Guaranteed. All right. I'm writing it down. Thank you. Beachmere. Yeah, it's you know, generally Jager? not generally a boat. It's generally shoreline for crabbies. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying we need a boat. No, oh, I he, see what you mean. I think it would be. It's, you it's, get it's, the best. You spots. can do it from. Yeah, that's it's a good just, point. It's just strange that you said that because Scott said to Jagger the same thing. Mm. Mate, I think we need a tinny. Mm. And then he looked at me and goes, <laughs> "Why crab where everyone else is crabbing? How much is it? How much is a tinny? Depends oh, how much depends, you got. Yeah. He's getting it from a friend. Oh, yeah. How much would they normally be secondhand? Two, um, two grand. Don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> okay. Like, I can't remember the last time I bought one. You're trying to work out how dodgy our friend are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Michael is cash. in... Um, the worst ca- thing is your, your wife selling your boat for what you told her you paid for yeah, it when you die. Yeah. Same, with the, same with her engagement <laughs> ring, though, so it works out. Michael and Carindale, you're in actually uh, Abby's part of the woods, so this will help. Where do you go if you do go crabbing? We go to uh, local Tingalpa Creek down near Burkdale. Oh. Really? Sure there. Mm-hmm. And how far or, do you have uh, to go out? Well, we throw them off the shore. We, we've got a boat as well, but we can throw them off the shore there. Mm. 
and uh, and not usually get to have pretty good success after probably three or four hours. There you go. All right, that's three, great. Three or four hours. After, after, good ra- after good rain as well, good rain flushes mm-hmm. them out. What do you catch if you, you go out on the boat? What's your specialty? We just, we just use mullet frames. and. But do you and, catch uh, crabs when you go out on the boat? No, that's too deep. Oh, no, no, we do, definitely. Yeah. Victoria Pointer out, uh, there's a little island off Peel Island, which we throw them in. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, sorry. I'm really yeah. clueless to this, Michael. But you don't need a boat, technically. Shut up, Stab. <laughs> she needs a boat. Does he need a licence for a tinny? Yeah, he'd yeah. need a boat licence, yeah. Mm. Justin and Wishart, we're talking crabs. You know where to find them. Definitely. Head down to Wellington Point if you can get a spot in among the locals. Mm. Always been able to pull up some good stuff down there. Okay. And there is there a season for crabbing? Um, I try to go either towards the end of winter or the end of spring. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had any dramas. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Around and the right time. License rules. Are there anything around that? Um, mate, unless you're doing it for a business, mm. I've yeah. pretty much been left alone. Mm. Okay. Um, but we also go out every now and again. We've got a little flat bottom boat, and that just gets us everywhere. Yeah, right. and it's true that you have to throw out, throw back the females, don't you? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. How do you tell? The- oh, that's right. We had a guy try to teach us. Yeah, they've basically the long legs at the back. Mm. Well, they're like legs, but they're just shorter if they're male, longer if they're female. Okay, got it. Alrighty. Uh, sounds like you're going out on the boat, Abs, making lots of notes here. <laughs> I actually am. I'm writing them all down. <laughs> Miranda's out in Coochin Creek. Uh, you live across the road from a creek and you do this every single day. Yeah, we constantly have crab pots in. Um, the way you tell the difference between a boy and a girl is the flap underneath. Mm-hmm. The boys are skinny, like a boy, mm-hmm. and the girls are wider because it's where they hold all the, leg- all the eggs, eggs in it. Mm. Good one. Okay, cool. And do you know, you do it a lot. Do you know if there are any rules that we're, we're missing out on that we need to know? Yeah, you're only allowed four pots per person. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, um, I also, there's no limit to how many mud crabs you can take, but you can only take boys, not mm. girls. Yep. yep. And then the, um, you get the measuring tool that tells you the size, but I think it's around 13 centimetres across. Right. Okay, yeah. From okay, the so. widest notch is out mm. from side to side, and if it's a span of crab, it goes up and down from the widest notches. Right. And uh, sand crab's like 11 and a half centimetres, and I think span is 10 centimetres. You're an expert, Miranda. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. And then how do, you, how do you cook them? That's the next step you'd need to know. Oh, there's many, many ways on that. Mm. Yeah, we might put that on the podcast, Miranda. We're going to run Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You know when you know something is not going to work, but you still try it anyway? You're just hopeful. You're hopeful. And every experience you've ever had is just telling you that this is never going to work. What are like, we talking about uh, here? Like when you leave home 10 minutes late, hoping to be there five minutes early. When you know that you yeah. never have. Yeah. I uh, had been asked if I would be interested in doing like a chat with a different radio station overseas. And I've done that quite a bit. And it's really, really interesting doing it via Zoom. And because of the difference time, I've done it with South Africa. It's mm. normally morning for them and night. For us, so I just go downstairs um, with the laptop in the quietest room and Scotty has the kids upstairs. And this one I was really nervous for because it's with a French radio station and we looked it up and it's like the biggest station in Europe. Wow. It's got so many listeners. I mean, we do as well, of course. They've, got more, they've got more people. Like way more. Like population. What's the population of France? 
A lot. Uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah I should have done my research before yeah. I chatted with it. And it was awesome, but it was just that so different... So you, you were consulting to them and you know nothing about them? <laughs> Let me tell you everything. No, well, How I many people to look it up, but I don't speak French. I can't hear it, so I don't know what they're talking about. I was trying to get a vibe. Don't think that I didn't zoom in and, you know, have a listen. 67 million people. A lot. Mm. Wow. Okay? That's a big. lot. Mm. And they were awesome, but I was just so nervous about it because you're chatting with one person, but you've got someone translating there. Oh. And the person that translating happens to be the big star of it. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous of what to say to him when yeah. I'm talking to her. And then there's a translator and, you know, you That'd just... be hard. It was really hard, but yeah. I was so nervous about it. I had to like be prepared. And of course, I've got to get a good image in the background as well. Mm. So I was trying to like so, set up a little so bit. So let me get this right. Yep, so for yep, instance, yep. it mm-hmm. would be... So stabs the Frenchman. Hello. You're, you're the the girl who you're yeah. giving advice to. And you're the French to. girl. No, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're me. Yeah, I'm you. So okay. I would say something to stab in English and then he would translate it back to you in French. So yes. say, say something to me. She- um, it, it's so great to see you. I love your top. Ah, just part of the fushu that I love your top. Oui. Oui. Yes. We right, so you've got to trust. You've got to trust yeah. him that he's going to say what you said. I don't know how this is going to go. So I would say something, and he would look at me and go, mm, "Not translating that." And then he would say, and then I added on, and I was like, "Well, don't add on. Mm. That was me." But this is not my issue with it. It's more the fact that I said to Scotty, and I had on the calendar that I've got that appointment because you know how it works. We've yep. got a big it's calendar. On the calendar. If it's on the calendar so and stone. if you get in first, mm. so, you know, if I want to go for a girls weekend, I go there and Scotty's got in. I'm like, oh, bugger me, he's got in the calendar. And it's so annoying. But I made a really stupid error because my uh, son was doing his homework and he had a pencil mm-hmm. and I put in the pencil on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> 7 p.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abby has work chat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That had been scribbled out. And I thought, that's really weird. I thought I'd put it in the calendar. And when I went to look at it, yes, I had. It had been rubbed out and he'd put first day footy. Right. Think so about he, it, though. When someone says to you, I'll pencil that in, exactly. that thing, I'll not, see if it's available. Yeah, it has to be in pen. I agree yeah. with that. If yeah. you pencil I, something in, it it's, in, it's not a lock-in. Nah. You can't rub it. So I, <laughs> I looked at it. I thought, that's so weird. He's got footy. Did I not tell it? And I realised I did. And I said to him, babe, what's going on? He goes, it's first of footy. And he goes, you'll be sweet. Now, I had planned so much. He's like, I've talked to the boys, right? I've talked to the boys. Don't worry. I've let them know that they're not to come down for a half an hour. I was like, I know it's not going to work, but I had faith. I was like, all right, he's going to go away, Mm. play footy. It's going to be fine. So I had all dinner ready. They'd had dinner. They'd had all their baths, home from swimming. Everything was organized. Even had popcorn bowls ready to go. And you know me, I'm a little bit of a cow. I won't let them have electronics during the week. And I said, you know what? You can have iPad time. Uh Uh-huh iPad time. Mm-hmm. Sweet. No one come downstairs. I said, I said, don't come down if you run out of popcorn. Don't come down for any other reason, mm-hmm. unless it's emergency. Finney goes, do we know what an emergency is? <laughs> I was like, if someone's dying or like blood or something, like, yeah. but that won't be because you're looking after them. Mid chat. It is going really well, by the way. Mm. Really, really well. And I see the door open and you know, when you like chat and you're not looking at the door and I see my three-year-old come in with some sort of Darth Vader mask <laughs> shooting me. And I was like, I'm just going to ignore, I'm just going to ignore. I actually got a video and put it up on my Instagram because he was just sat there and just shot me the whole time for the next 15 minutes. Did the Frenchies not say anything? Well, no, because the camera was facing me and uh, he was in behind the TV. Like They tend to stay out of your business if you're getting shot at anyway. Behind the screen stuff. <laughs> Until the very last <laughs> minute. So then I walked upstairs and I was like, hey, Finney. And he goes, where's Koa? 
Uh, I was like, dude, you're supposed to be looking after him. He goes, yeah, but he was signed to his iPad. He didn't even know. Man. <sighs> Just imagine what they were saying about you in French that you couldn't tell. I know. Oh, there's a woman who has no idea. She has no idea. No control over her children. Not like us French. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Todd Sampson as he explores how the internet is changing us. We are being slowly downgraded as a species. Yeah, Todd Sampson, we spoke to him yesterday, but uh, Mira Mira was on last night and there was just something that was really disturbing for me because I guess it's a reminder to monitor what your kids are watching Mm. online. Because I don't know about you, but I would give my kids iPad when I don't want to be there with them sitting on the couch. Mm. It's when you're cooking or you're doing something else. Mm -hmm. Electronic babysitter. Yeah. But uh, this is really disturbing because I've never heard of this chat uh, site before, uh, Amigle, but it's a web... I, I don't remember. What was the other one? Chat. It's a chat roulette. Chat roulette. It's kind of like that. And you can speak to strangers all over the world. But this was a 14-year-old girl. She'd put in all her details to say she was 14. However, she was actually a 19-year-old actor. Right. Right. So she was of age, okay. but she was pretending to be a 14-year-old girl. She was dressed like a 14-year-old girl mm, yeah. in her bedroom. But yet to the people that she was chatting to her didn't realise that there was a police officer um, where they couldn't see him, and also Todd Sampson seeing what these people were doing. And the way the website works is you don't pick, it just you hit next and it randomly just flicks up a camera in someone else's bedroom anywhere in the world. So these guys knew that they were speaking to a 14-year-old girl and started to do the most horrific things that they couldn't even show on TV. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is disgusting. We can't show you what's on screen. It's so gross. We can't even describe it. I feel, I got a sudden feeling of, like, sick. Like, I felt a bit... And this is what I mean. As a, as a copper, you want to reach down the screen and, and just grab this guy and go, look, does your wife know you're doing this? Do, do, you, do your kids know you're doing this? Okay, this is a 14-year-old girl. Oh, Jesus. Okay, that's scarring. Mm. And it's scary to think that they're saying the stats now, that people uh, will be exposed or kids will be exposed to things like this Mm. or pornographic material before the age of 10. Yeah, right. Yep. You haven't got the maturity to deal with it or understand about it. And this one of my best friends has been mortified, didn't realise that um, sites had been popping up when he was on the iPad playing games. And she's like, she was actually in the room. It was turned down. Mm. But she checked what he had been watching and it had been extreme videos. Wow. He's eight. Mm. I know. And she's now booked him in to go and chat to someone. I said, why don't you chat to him about it? She's like, I don't even know, even know how to start. Mm. And she said, I'm so mortified because I didn't have any safety measures on there because I didn't think that you would have to when it's just games. Yeah, right. Yeah, but if it's open to But do you even realise what pops up when the kid's are watching YouTube and stuff? I keep an eye on it, but it's it, stuff gets through. But And Rory's very good in if she's watching like a, a trail of something and something comes up that's like horror or graphic, she'll skip and she knows anytime we hear swearing, we'll make her skip you it. You go, so, hey, what are you? Yeah, yeah. See, see, I don't let the kids watch anything with earphones. Earphones mm. are banned in our house. Mm. See, we'll notice that with um, Xander, once you, the iPad gets turned down, you know, yeah. something's, something's up. going on. <laughs> mm. like, no, so that... Jacob goes, I'll go to my room and I'm like, yeah. no, you won't, mate, because you're not watching Grand Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you want to watch shows on YouTube. I'm like, no, Ooh. mate. That thing Ooh. is usually... Peeking out at 150, annoying the hell out of me. So when you're just calming in the corner, I'm <laughs> sus on you, champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I guess it's easy done, isn't it? Because um, 
I think YouTube Kids is pretty good at being regulated because mm. they watch their content, but YouTube is anything. Yeah. Sony yeah. can advertise anything, mm. and, and if they know how to use a web browser, which most of them do. Yeah. Um, but that's that's horrible for your friend. You know, yeah. how do you deal with that? She was like, oh, my God, I feel so embarrassed because I feel so naive. Hmm. Well, that's that's better than knowing everything about it and letting it happen. Do you know? Well, no one's going to let it happen. But at hmm. the same time, I think it's just that you, she's always across it. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm always there when he's on it. Hmm. So I presume that he was all, like, sus because he was playing games because he shut it. Hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I know you're playing games when you should be doing homework. <laughs> Well, 131060, uh, we do want to open the phones here. Has something like this, have you come across something before with your children? Yeah, mm. something popped up and you're like, I didn't even think that there would be a link for this. Mm. Yeah. I think the other one can be even once they get into social media, you know, people can start messaging them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's hard, you know, because Facebook and things like that, you don't want your kids to have it, but chat groups are a very easy way for sporting teams and yeah. things to stay in touch. Yeah. Mm. And so sometimes a 13-year-old kid needs to have Facebook for that. Mm-hmm. I can't, yeah. Go back to the message boards. Ring the home phone. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. 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 Nikki in Virginia, has this happened to you? Yes. Yeah, so um, my son was watching um, a video of a lady just reenacting with real kids' toys during a reenactment of, you know, the said cartoon. And mm-hmm. halfway through, it cut to this sinister message, which was really quite disturbing. And it said, at the end of this video, kids, I'm going to show you what happens to you if you sin. Oh. And the animation was really quite disturbing. And I was mortified. He mm. was a bit too young to understand. But, yeah, I definitely changed my point of view after that one, yeah. I can tell you. Yeah, I remember my, um, my daughter got into uh, Peppa Pig and then she used to watch Peppa Pig on YouTube. And, you know, you follow down a, a wormhole. Yeah. There's a, like a scary version out there that I found her watching and it's really yeah. quite, yeah. Like an adult version of Peppa It's kind of, yeah, they scream and things explode. It's really just, it just makes you feel weird. It's not necessarily yep. evil, yeah. but you just watch it go, and you know she shouldn't be watching it. And you know that it is targeted for kids that mm, are going to go into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bizarre. Mm. Uh, thanks, Nikki. Anonymous, uh, has this happened to your daughter? It sure has. I have a seven-year-old. Um, she came to me one night. We had friends over, and she was like, oh, my gosh, Mum, look at all these messages. She was quite, like, rattled. The messages went on to say, like, F you, I hate you. I'm going to find out where you live. I'm going to come and kill you. Yeah. There was, like, multiple, multiple, multiple spamming messages. This was on Kids Messenger, by the way. Like the Facebook one where you do Kids Messenger? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so like managed by the parents and you have to like approve each other's kids with a password. Um, So yeah, even some of the messages were like, I hope you step on Lego and you effing die from the pain. Like really wild things for Mm. seven-year-olds to be saying. Um, I took the iPad, obviously, and I scrolled all the way. Like I was reading everything, scrolled all the way to the top. My daughter hadn't said a single thing. Get to the top of the message thread. The first message that was sent is a beautiful um, photo my child sent of herself in the best Eche pose you have ever seen, (laughs) holding one hand behind her back, Mm. leant back with a smirk on her face, Middle finger up in front of her, uh, captioned in green neon text, F U I hate you. Okay. First message in the thread. I have never heard my seven year old swear. Mm. She has won multiple Saint Awards at her lovely Catholic school that she attends. Wow. Um, the so, quiet one, yeah. anonymous. <laughs> Gotta watch him. So, what did you yeah. do when you were like, hey, why did you do this to start it? Oh, she- yeah. I was like, you instigated this. Mm. Like, I was just shocked. Like, I wasn't even angry. I was like, deeply. Deeply disturbed. Mm. 
Um, and she started crying. She was like, it was an accident. No, it wasn't. Like, <laughs> she was smirking. She even went to caption it in her fave colour. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, like wrote the text across the photo. So the photo was sent the night before the other girl had sent these messages. And the night before, she'd actually been at a sleepover at another house with her friend. So all I can think of is like, you know, pack mentality. Mm, so I yeah. asked her who this girl is. I didn't even know she was like, I've never heard her name in conversations. It's not like a play date friend we've ever had. And she said that this girl calls her like stupid and an idiot and be really rude to her at school. Mm. And I really think that she just sat down with her friend. She's like, you know what? I really get this girl. Yeah. yeah. But that's the whole thing yeah. when you've got that different persona. Mm. Yeah, you're not you. You know what I mean? And I think you need to realise as well, and it's a great thing, your kids probably aren't innocent either. I think um, Messenger Kids might have updated since that happened to Anonymous because only just this week I was looking through Rory's and one of her messages was removed for breaching content. What was it? What was she doing? I don't know. It was removed. Did you ask her? Well, I looked looked back and it it didn't look like, it looked like, you know, sometimes they take off something just because of uh, some obscure reason because the thread was fine. No, the thread was fine. (laughs) And then she responded to a friend. And then by the time her friend went to see it, it said message deleted for inappropriateness. And they were both like, I don't know what happened there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anonymous number two, um, you, you're ringing, you've got a family member in the Queensland Police. I do, yes. That's the I'm, I'm, yes, I'm lucky enough to have a family member who is quite high up in Queensland Police. And it is, um, yeah, some of the things that I've, you know, heard and been exposed to would, you know, make even the crude of us, um, the crudest of us blush. And probably, you know, even if you guys just think about, like, what is the most disturbing thing you've seen on the internet? Mm. And then put your six or seven-year-old daughter or son in that position. Mm. And this is happening all day, every day, on every platform. It is an absolute virus within the online space because it allows predators to be predators without having to leave their home or go and groom kids in public toilets and these things. So it allows them to be absolute degenerates and pawn some of society from their lounge room. Mm. That's so true. Imagine the giraffe going, this is not what I used to teach many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you to everyone who uh, has called and I think it's a big, big lesson. To, to keep on top of it and not let it slip. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. His boots are made for walking And that's just what he'll do One of these days, Matt, his boots are gonna walk 50Ks for charity <laughs> Are you nervous about the 50Ks? Because we were talking about this this morning yeah. and I said to Stab, is it gonna hurt? And he goes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Walking that many Ks in one time because, yes, you are doing it for charity and you're allowed to do it over a period of a month. We thought, well, that's not fun. No. <laughs> Let's no. get you to do it in one day and you've got a 10K weighted vest. Yeah, so uh, the vest is 10 kilograms, 50Ks across Brisbane. I think by the end I'll be in a bit of pain because mm. um, I don't usually walk that far at all. Uh, but it is for top blokes and it's um, Lift the Load Challenge. We're raising awareness and money for men's mental health. Um, Because it's astonishing to know that one in two men will be affected by mental health. One in two. Uh, One in two. And 75% of those will be in men um, before the age of 24, believe it or not. It's very, very young. 
Um, and Top Blokes is the foundation the money goes to. There's someone I want you guys to meet because um, he's one of the guys who I met and it made me know that this was something we had to support. Mm. Um, Zalan is his name. He's a youth worker and a mentor for Top Blokes. Good morning, legend. Oh, good morning, Maddie. Lovely to be here. <laughs> now, Zalan, was, um, Maddie was telling us how extraordinary it is to go and watch you, I guess, work with the boys and how, I guess, you've experienced growing up in a, a place that wasn't ideal and being surrounded by, I guess, so many bad influences and how, a, I guess, a mentor helped you out. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I didn't have, I guess, a lack of male role models in my life but it was just the behaviour and some of the things that they were role modelling that would be concerning so um, it took a bit of time, it wasn't until my late teens where I actually was introduced to a man called Matthew Tui Samoa mm-hmm. who um, if you're a young person over the last 12 years that's grown up in the Logan area then you would already know who I'm talking about right. he impacted the lives of a great number of people um, and because of his example of mentorship and how well I've done in my life since Tim being a part of my life, um, I felt obligated to somewhat do the same type of work for the next generation of young people. Because without this role model and this inspirational man who was able to impact me in probably the worst period of my life, mm. um, I definitely wouldn't be the, the beautiful, talented, good-looking person <laughs> that I am today. Humble, you had me in tears too. for a moment, humble. and I just was like, you said that, and I think that is so important. Where it is incredibly hard and to to break the cycle. And I always think you look at little boys who have been um, hurt as kids, and you have so much empathy for it. But they grow up to be men, and then we presume that they have all the morals instilled in them, and then we're criticizing mm-hmm. them when they're not. But it's trying to to I guess put that pathway and actually have those role models so it can break that cycle. Yeah, that's right. I, I think um, for the most part, we've we've gotten used to talking about what it is to be a man. Mm. Um, and sometimes that can kind of overshadow the fact that not everybody has what it looks like, though. Mm. Not everybody has been able to see the, the role modelling and the behaviour, the patience, the tolerance, the understanding or even the empathy that can come from some of these great men. Because unfortunately, not all of us have access to great men. Mm. Um, specifically in a society now where there's a lot of influence via the social media platforms, mm-hmm. um, it, it's very easy to get swept up in the wrong influences uh, in today's society with young men looking mm-hmm. to be a part of something greater than themselves. Um, it, it's... It's our obligation, it's our duty to give them that something that's greater than themselves in the most healthy fashion. And um, I'm really privileged to be a part of an organisation that does that. You make a good point there, Alan. It's actually, it would probably be way, way easier in this day and age for these kids who are struggling to find a terrible role model online than it would be to actually find a good mentor Mm. in real life, you know? Oh, exactly. Go on to any social media platform and click the first video and you can you can kind of guarantee that the influence in that first video would more likely be negative than it would be positive when we're talking about young men and how to progress into becoming a good, developed, uh, self-regulating man, which is kind of the goal for us here at Top Blokes. We want to help young people develop resilience, um, accountability, uh, give them strategies and tools to self-regulate, deal with their anger and be able to manage that healthily. Um, And also... I heard Maddie mention some statistics um, around mental health issues with young men, and 
the thing that we know about them is those statistics could easily be much higher. Mm. Um, because what we know is that men in general um, really fail to speak and seek help when they truly need it the most. Yeah, and so for us, those are the numbers that we're aware of, but we're also aware that those numbers could be drastically higher mm. if everyone spoke up. And what really struck with me, Zalan, and I, and I saw you working with some boys um, at Yoronga State School, it, in the classroom, it was a, a group of boys who you could tell would never really talk about their feelings, wouldn't speak up mm. much in a group, but just the way that they were all in there together and you could see young men, 13, 14, 15, mm. who it was easy to be a class clown and get in trouble, actually talk about something serious and I could see the effect and the, the change, I could feel the change in their lives happening in that moment. And and I think you, you would have seen that over the years. Lots of got boys who were cast to the side like they're a problem actually make something of themselves. Oh, 100%. And, and, and that's the truly rewarding part about the, the work that I do. Um, I, I used to do all of this for free at one point, Maddie, and... Um, being a part of an organisation, this was the organisation that I was waiting on mm -hmm. um, because I really wanted to impact the lives of both young women and young men. Um, but I guess the, the easiest way to explain it is the biggest risk to the safety and health of a young woman is a young man. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term. Mm -hmm. I just mean that in a factual statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the harm and dangers do come from the opposite sex when you're talking about safety around women. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it was if I can help solve some of these confidence, identity crisis issues within the lives of these young men, I could have an authentic ripple effect and the women around these young men would automatically um, be rewarded with having a man that can regulate, a man that can be accountable, but also a man that can understand and agree to disagree rather than control, overpower, intimidate and force their will upon females. So um, me having nine brothers and seven sisters, mm -hmm. um, it was always our job to protect our sisters. Yeah. So now I'm just seeing it as a wider community. It's our job as men um, and women uh, to put the things in place to make sure that not just that we're protecting women and alienating the negative behavior by men, but we're actually working to change some of those negative behaviors amongst men. And, and doing it as young as we can gives us the greatest opportunity to do so. Well, mate, you're an absolute legend, um, and that's what this walk is all about. This 50Ks across Brisbane is to raise money to get this program into every school we can right across Brisbane and Queensland. So um, if anyone would like to donate, you can go to our Instagram. We've got a link there. Um, I am getting the messages coming through from the people who have donated. Mm -hmm. So if you do go there and you donate and you're a business and you want to put down your details, mm -hmm. we'd love to give you the praise on air um, and raise as much money as we, we possibly can. Um, Zalan, I'm sure we'll be talking to you uh, a bit more over the next few weeks, mate. Really appreciate it. Oh, that's all good. If I can say one final thing, Maddie, before I, I part ways with you guys, mm -hmm. and this is to the wider audience that's listening in, um, every single dollar, every single cent, we truly appreciate it, not just on behalf of these young men, but me specifically coming from a very similar background and these things not being available to me 10, 15 years ago. It is truly humbling to see how supportive people are about making these changes within the lives of these young men. But I'll leave you guys with this quote, eh, that it is better to raise good boys than it is to fix broken men. Yeah. And I believe that, maybe with every fibre of my being. And I obligate all of us as a society to truly put our best foot forward and support those 
and the organizations and the people that are trying to make the best possible impacts within our communities in the best possible ways. Uh, I thank you guys for your time. Good on you, Legend. Thanks, Thanks Alan. so much. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. Oh, I got a Dear Abby, and you can send him in at dearabby at b105.com.au. Uh, this girl just wrote headline, you guys are going to love this because I know you like a current affair. <laughs> Best show on TV, right, Staff? 100%. He loves it, catches it every night. Best fiction show on TV, I'll give it that. It's drama, drama, drama. Mm. There's a beginning, there's a middle, and then there's an end. At the Nuimont. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, look, I'll give you the summary of it because it does go on quite badly with words. But she has said... <laughs> a lot of swearing. <laughs> a lot of swearing. It is a then. No, she was just saying uh, she lives at Acacia Ridge. No other details I'm allowed to provide, okay. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she said that she really likes her neighbours. They get along really well and they have uh, got a new dog. And the dog is going to grow quite large and wanted to put in other fences. Now, there already was a fence there mm. and she was saying that they even looked up that you don't need to go halves in a fence if there's already one suitable. Right, right, right. Yeah. Her neighbours also slash friends wanted to put in an extra fence, a mm-hmm. new one, and they said, we will take care of it. They said, that's great. The old one's not that nice. It was a wire one replaced with another sturdy one. Lovely. When they got home, the fencer and I made a joke saying, geez, how'd you get it done in one day? Because it takes my husband a long time. Ha, ha, ha. But she got it up in one day, right. this fence, and it is... 30 centimetres different. Now, of she said the is. size of a ruler. The size of a school ruler. Is that 30 centimetres? Yeah, yeah. Towards theirs. So it's, it's encroached. They've taken some of their land. The boundary, yeah. yeah. And she was like, oh, what happened? They're like, the, the fencer couldn't put in new poles or new, new posts. posts mm. So has just moved it. I hope it, that's okay. He couldn't be bothered to dig out the old concrete. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is, yeah. Mm. Now, that's an issue. That's an issue. That's wars that, have that's going in the bound- Yeah, but they're friends. So she's mm. like, I don't want to make a big deal about this, but we've just lost 30 centimetres of our block. She and square too. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. that's the thing. It's that whole line running down the fence line, not mm. just the 30. So what do you do? Because, like, do you just wait until you move? Because I think that would eat away at me. Because I would be annoyed. She said the biggest issue is they don't think they've done anything wrong, so they're not right. being vicious. The, the, do they? They know that they've taken the thirty, and they don't think that's wrong, or they don't. They're not even aware that they've encroached on her boundary. If you know what I mean. But she said for them, it just doesn't seem a big deal. They've just put in a new fence, and she was under the impression that they wanted her to go. Thank you so much, and it's amazing. Maybe they thought to themselves because they're not paying for the fence, they'll recoup their half of the cost by just taking <laughs> the smidge land. of land. Getting the land, you know. I don't know. I think you could t- arguments there. You could just of course go, you could. But then what are you going to do with the friendship? Yeah, and that's what I mean. You could just sit back and go, "This isn't actually an issue until we want the land." You can't do the whole fence again because then who is going to pay for? Like, I mean, look mm. legally, legally they can say. Nah, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. And then she even said, I didn't even go to the council to know that that is definitely where the boundary was because the fence was just there previously. So mm. it could be more. Mm. She might get, the, might get it surveyed and find out. Everyone presumes. Be right. It could be right. Well, everyone presumes where the fence is, that that's your boundary. But yeah. How, how many people have actually looked it up? Because I think mm. you need to get a town planner to come and do it. Yeah. Don't you need a surveyor? No, yeah. for yeah. fence. Well, no, 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 to, no. If you uh, want to work out, exactly. Work out. Yeah, 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 for that. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, what you you're... Fence line It'd is. be worth it. That'd be a good thing to start with. Check that. You got to pay for it, right? But yes, I know what you mean. You know check what I mean? with that. Imagine if 
it's like bin night in your street. The first builder was out by like half a metre. Then the whole row of houses up the street for years have just all been out by half a metre. <laughs> there could be hell everywhere there through Brisbane. Yeah. You know, yeah. if mm. everyone just followed. We, we sold a piece of our land back to a neighbour. Yeah, you can do that if mm. they need some extra they for development. For their, they were putting a pool in. How much just, did they pay uh, I can't remember. It was years ago. It was in our first house. Not too. It was like a couple of grand or something. And then he did everything else. Were you upset they found oil on that little piece of <laughs> land he gave him? <laughs> yeah. And he gave me two trinkets. And, uh, and uh, I own the story bridge, apparently. It <laughs> isn't a current affair story, isn't it? Oh, oh that's so classic. So classic What would you affair. do with it? And just remember that we, I guess you... What are the legalities about mm. it? And would you go down that avenue when you're friends with the, the neighbours? Yeah, the real question is how can she resolve this and keep the friendship? Yes, mm. that's the trouble, isn't it? 13, 10, 60. If you've been in this situation, um, oh, have you got advice for her? Because maybe mm. you've had fights with your neighbours over something over like the this. Line. Or, or just anything like that, and then you've regretted it yeah. and gone, no, here's what, what hell could rain down for you. All right, Debbie, in Bray Park, have you had a fence war in your area? Uh, yeah, not quite, not really a war, but yeah, we and we've got a dog, and we had to get a new, our new fence um, fixed. So we wanted to go wooden, and the neighbour wanted to go colour bond. So when we went away somewhere, he decided to do half the fence in colour bond, and said, "Oh, you guys can do the rest." So we were like, "Oh, that's going to look weird." So we just ended up doing the whole fence mm. on our side. Yeah. In, Probably 15 centimetres into our boundary, so yeah. <laughs> oh, so you had like two fences because you couldn't work it. I'd love it if well, you just went, no, nah, we want timber, so we'll do the other Other half, half in timber, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, but he's got, there's a gap between the wooden fence on his side and the colour bond, so like there's, <sighs> yeah, a little gap up there, and our, our cats love going up there and hiding and stuff like that, so like yeah. A, like a little no man's land. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little green zone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. did, and did that... Get awkward? Like, are you friendly now? Or? Oh, he actually passed away, so, yeah. So you won that <laughs> round, <Well>, Debbie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did you, you do to him? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I think he just had, like, a heart attack in his home and right. passed away, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no more details. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Lee, in Wynnum, you've got advice about this? Um, it's not so much advice, but I just think this is just such a classic story. Mm. Um, one of the first things that you should do if you're looking at fencing or replacing a fence is to contact a surveyor yeah. to locate your boundary, to put some pegs in to work towards, and that way everybody knows where the boundary is. And boundary law in Australia isn't dictated by where the fence is. Mm. So although functionally she's lost access to 30 centimetres of what she previously had, Nobody's taken her land. Mm. She still owns the land that's on her title. And, yeah. I agree with that, Leah, and it just made me, it made me think of something, though. If she, she does obviously still own that land, so now does she own the fence? Uh, if it's in her property, I think she may. Yeah. I, I'm not super oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That I reckon so, she would. Lee, it, the producer said that your parents own a surveying firm. Yeah, surveying from, town planning. From yeah. their experience, are so many fences not on the boundary line? Yeah, lots. lots. Mm. Okay. So it's a common yeah, so thing. Even, yeah. Yeah. Even when we, so my husband and I, we replaced our fence um, a couple of years ago and the fence that was there when we bought the house was about 50 centimetres into our property. Mm. So when my husband did this, we did the survey, we found the boundary, we had to approach our neighbour and say, look, we are paying for the fence, it, you know, we wanted to replace it. Um, but we have found the 
we've located our corners and yeah, we're going to be putting the fence in the correct place. So it did cause a little bit of confusion initially. Mm. Um, my neighbor said that, you know, she wanted to um, approach a, a, an impartial person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just explain, we just explained that we, you know, surveyors have to work um, law, you know, they're mm. legally mm. and um, professionally bound to, to do everything correctly. So um, did after the fence go through her bedroom? Is that what the <laughs> issue was? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right beside her bed there? <laughs> Good on you, Lee. Wow. Thanks for calling. Andrew in Northgate. It is a classic, but oh, you're a fencing contractor. What do you got for us? Well, um, this sort of thing, it doesn't... Normally, if both parties are happy where the fence is, then that's where the, the new fence is going to go. Mm. Uh, sometimes when we're doing them, we'll find servo pegs, old servo pegs, and it'll just guarantee that what we're doing is, is what's happening. But here's the problem, is that um, 30 centimetres is a lot. Mm. You've got, I don't know how long the boundary line is. It could be 30 metres, could be 40, but it's a lot. So when you come to sell the property, it could be an issue, could mm. be a problem. And as a contractor, um, when we're putting out a fence, we put it on the boundary mm. as, yeah. as best as we can. There's no reason for it to be off the boundary. Yeah. Plus, services that are crossing from one house to another or whatever can't be on the boundary, but they can be inside the boundary. So they could be going through internet services, water mains, who knows, all mm. sorts of things. They have that risk, that chance. Mm, yeah, right. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I just don't understand why it can't be on the boundary. Yeah. For me, thousands of fences, mm. all of them on the boundary. Mm-hmm. I reckon, so really, she can go, hey, that's fine that you've put it on ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as you're aware Where of it. Where yeah. Yeah, mm. but it sounds like she needs to actually know from a surveyor first. Yeah. Because right. they might have already gone there and gone, we've realised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's 30 centimetres between friends? Between friends. <laughs> A lot by the sound of things. Yeah. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. All right, Abs, I'm here for you uh, on this one because you are, you, there is a problem in your life that you can't solve uh, and you've tried multiple ways to solve it and it does on every day you come in and you're a little bit angry about it. And this is the scamming that continues to go on with your um, fake Facebook accounts that no one seems to be able to do anything about and people keep on falling for it. You know what's annoying me more than the, the actual scams mm. is the amount of messages telling me about the scams. Mm. And I did. I was I was a bit rude to someone last night. I felt really. She was like, "You should be doing something about this and telling people." And I said, right. um, "I've done Facebook posts. I've talked about it on the radio four times. I've done Instagram posts, and I even went on the news about it. Is there any other ideas?" And she's like, "I'm so sorry." And I went, "No, I'm sorry. That's rude. I was just, you know, I don't know what else I can do about it." Tell you what, you're good at that. You're really good at deli- <sighs> well, you know, delivering those person- messages. Oh, the other end was like, "Oh, it must be Abby." Yeah. <laughs> it's no, and she's got a point though. One. From them, they're seeing it for the first time, and they're yeah. doing what I would do, which is contact them and say, yeah. "Hey, do you know this is a scam?" Like, yeah. I get that, yeah. but it was just because, you know... I you, the just... frustration came out, that's all. Mm. Yeah, and that that's was... fair that enough. Was... It's been going on for a long time. And you were saying yesterday, we chatted briefly about it, how um, a lot of people don't even say anything because they do feel stupid. But it looks legit. Like, yeah. it's all my real photos and, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, they're, co- they're copying things that you post mm. and then they're putting it... So it's almost in a, in a correct timeline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. same yeah. time that I did. So you go to the Instagram and then they... And then I put my Instagram on private, but then I realised they're probably there. I don't know how to kick people out of Instagram mm. if 
you know, I didn't want to just go, oh, I want to keep them out of certain countries. Because I've got a lot of oh. friends that live in the UK and oh, apparently right, right, this right. is stemmed from the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't be racist. Imagine that you start oh, geez, cutting countries off. No, I can't do No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I even got scammed when I ran the coffee shop. Um, and I did, yes. I did feel stupid when that mm. happened to me as well. You don't want to say, I never said anything to my actual boss. I just, no, you just paid just the money. the 300 bucks that I gave the, the man because I was an idiot tax. But sometimes <laughs> I think it's fair to say, do you know what? No, you were the moron in this situation. Uh, because a Japanese woman has been scammed because she had an online relationship with a Russian man, except he wasn't in Russia. He's a Russian astronaut and he's living, <laughs> he's living in the International Space Station. Oh, she thinks that that's, that's what he's told that's her. That's who he's saying that he is, yes. And he also... In a brilliant piece of shenanigans, he can only talk to her. <laughs> he can only talk to her in this window because that's when the International Space Station is over Japan, <laughs> and the rest of the time he's in a blackout, navigating the globe. I.e., with his wife. <laughs> well, or yeah. he's or, not on shift of the scam, or thing. whichever other country he's over the top of. He's got someone in that country as but well. How can you get scammed because an astronaut that's in the International Space Station is yeah. not going to ask for cash? Yes, what does he, he need money for? <laughs> he needs money, and she ended up sending him four million yen over the course of four installments. It's about three hundred thousand okay. dollars. Yeah, um, Ooh, gosh. because uh, thirty thousand dollars. Sorry, um, because he wanted to. He want. He, he's saying he loves her. Yeah, and, and they're having a relationship. He's saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I want to start a new life in Japan, but it's going to cost me four. Mil- <laughs> it's going to cost me four million yen to land the rocket there. <laughs> The act, so the, the well, escape. Well, they're not the space pack. station. Yeah, he'll have like a shuttle right, to get him home. Right. There's, there's a, the other blokes will be left here. Yeah. But I'm, our love's worth it. Yeah. So and I'll it'll be out. cheaper if I detach above Japan as well. So let's do this in time so I'm not over in America and have to yeah. circumnavigate the globe. She sent it to him, sent him the money. And then... What an extraordinary person. Mm. He's a Russian man who speaks Japanese, who's an astronaut. Mm. He's done a lot with his life. Mm. Out of space. Yeah. Ooh. He did go... It is more but of a... But his model looks as well. He said, um, I wanted to start my life in Japan. Saying this a thousand times won't be enough, but I'll keep saying it. I love you. So they would definitely... She Did she see she, photos of him? I guess they would have sent photos. There's none given on the website. you the can't website. FaceTime? In- he had a space helmet on the whole time. <laughs> so you couldn't tell what he looked like. <laughs> Take off the mask. <laughs> I'm just floating around. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she paid him. When his demands continued, she grew, suspi- she grew suspicious of his intent and reported him to the police. So they're under investigation, there but she's not going to get the money some back. some people that are like, too good to be true. And I always wonder this. like, How does a dolphin trainer meet in real life? With dolphins or with other? Well, people? I'm just saying, I would be so skeptical. Skeptical if you meet a nice guy and you're like, "What are you doing?" You go, oh, "I'm a, a dolphin yeah. trainer," and you go, "Oh yeah, no worries." Yeah, like it just they those ones just seem so. Get me a yearly pass to SeaWorld, and then I'll believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. If you can't get me that. I'm not, I'm not believing you. <laughs> yeah, but desperation—that's what happens with these scams. Mm, the people are so lonely mm. that they want. They, they want, want to believe it to it's be true. true. Mm. They want that to be true. And I think story. they get so annoyed with their belief as opposed to the situation. Mm. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, we could be watching the news tomorrow and a man <laughs> from the ISS has landed in Japan and is getting happily married to his wife who he met on board. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Stranger things have happened. They certainly mm. have. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. All right, I'm doing it. And I'm doing it for the last time. Um, <clears throat> this is it. Because I've been in this industry for... 17 years. <laughs> you didn't have to sigh. 
I, I just I forgot what count we're up to. Is right. it 17 years? Yeah, it's 17 years. Yes, yeah. It's a less than Mardo. That's what I remember from Triple M. Yeah, less than Mardo. One day you will kill him off and win. Well, I'm much younger. Um, and I think this has popped up, mm. at, if not once a year, at or sometimes twice a year in my career. And we've pretty much talked about it every time it's but been You bring it up. Just a minute. You love this debate. You love it. I do enjoy it. The only other what one. What I enjoy is the passion. The only other one that you love more is with the toilet roll should go over the top or under. Mm, separate issue. We'll get. To, we'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> but a doctor has <laughs> a doctor has come out and said, "Look, this is it. I'm giving you the answer, and we will never have this discussion again." Someone's written into him and asked, "Where should <laughs> where should I keep the tomato sauce in the fridge?" Or in the cupboard. Your eyes light up with this. Well, people get so passionate. Well, passionate. because I heard that it's different in Queensland because they get some mould on it. Man, um, wrong. Like, well, you can answer it straight away. Where do you keep yours? Uh, in the fridge. <laughs> I keep mine in the fridge as well. Yeah. I'm just disappointed we're not having the knives and forks up or down in the dishwasher chat. Down. <laughs> down. That's down. That everyone Psycho. knows that. That's not it's even down. a debate. And then you've got new ones. It's so that, that's an old debate. <laughs> that, yeah. Don't be. Um, it's we, we haven't yet had a definitive answer, and yeah. now we do. So he says... So this is scientifically in health speaking. Yes, mm. yes, it is, because someone wrote into him and said, the tone of this is very... Hi, Dr. Zach, my partner and I constantly fight I love over Dr. where Zach. to put the... Doctor. Well, there you go, you're on board. Ah. The tomato sauce, Vegemite and raspberry uh, jam and peanut butter in the fridge. I personally think all condiments and spread need to be in the fridge because it keeps them fresh. Here's where it takes a turn. Whereas my ignorant boyfriend likes them all to be room mm. temperature because he cries like a baby, stating that cold Vegemite makes his toast cold. Sook. <laughs> and peanut butter can't be when it's in the fridge. It doesn't it spread hard. as well. Yeah. So it is, that's better in the. I cupboard. like to yeah. change it up. I'm one of those monsters that sometimes I'll keep it in the fridge. Sometimes I'll keep it in the cupboard. Oh, okay. right, depending what you're closer to at the time. So oh, yeah. after 17 years, yes, are we ready to hear the definitive answer? And then I will put this one to bed, and we will never. Well, speak the fact of it that you just buzzed me earlier when I said the fridge, you sort of gave it away. He says there's two ways to look at this debate. (laughs) (laughs) One way, and here he even snarks back. He goes, one way is to be a reasonable human being and accept that we all have preferences and that's just okay. Okay. The other is to be like most people and take a shallow attitude and demand to know which is correct. So he says, are you sitting down, everybody? Tomato sauce and other similar condiments such as barbecue sauce and mustard do not need to be refrigerated due to the high acidity and processing. Even after it's been opened, it remains microbially stable for some time, which means little bacteria grows in it. Both Vegemite and peanut butter don't contain much water, so they can also be on the shelf as well. It's easy to find out this information. Just read the bottle. Does it not? Right. Say, I thought it said refrigerate after use for yeah. tomato. It wouldn't because you're not supposed to. What about mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise is, you know that mayonnaise, mayonnaise is in the fridge. It's got egg. thrives in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It's uh, hard not to sing that, isn't I, it? Yeah, you so feel like, yeah. Am I ever going to see your face again? No, I'm not nah. going to. No, 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 no. Uh, America, <laughs> it is. You love it. A weird and wonderful place because I see things on the internet mm. from America and mm. I go, that's that's not real. That's that's funny or die having a crack, right? Mm-hmm. Then you Google it a little mm. and you realise, no, it's not funny or die. It's not SNL. It is legit, legitimate. Mm-hmm. I have here uh, an ad from a politician. His name is John Kennedy. He's a Louisiana 
politician. Their, their political ads are crazy because it's all state by state and very small places have politicians as well. They'll do their own commercials with their own yeah. money and so they're hectic. Is it election time again or is this different elections? It's, it's local the, election. Well, you know how over there it's strange how they have their election but then they have their pre-election. So this is pre-election because I yeah. know that I was a little bit like, oh, because The Rock has come out and said, I am not going for it. I'm spending family time just to let you know that yeah. I'm not going for president. Mm. He should. Oh, of course he should. He'd be should great. He? Yes. Yeah, I'd vote Sorry, for I can't mm. have that meeting. I'm at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we saw him in Fast and Furious when he pushed away a missile. Mm-hmm. Imagine him, Putin going, what? <laughs> the rock? Tell you what, no if I way. get a meet and greet, I won't go to war. <laughs> <laughs> if he signs my uh, poster yeah. <laughs> for Fast and Furious 7, I'll Not call eight. off the troops. Not eight. Not eight. No. no. So, John Kennedy, this has been doing the rounds on the internet. This is like what you saw here. Remember, there's a hole in your budget, dear Labor, dear Labor. Yeah, right? It's like things. that. It's a political ad. Mm. This is John Kennedy. And um, obviously a big thing is around the police mm. and whether or not the people support the police. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals and I opposed defunding the police. Mm. Well, strong strong moral message. Opposed what? Defunding. Oh, I thought he said the funding of police. I was like, who's going to save him, Batman? (laughs) (laughs) Defunding. Now, it's Uh, important to note he's an independent, so that's why he's saying the other two parties, you know, don't vote for them, vote for me. He's got the dramatic thing. I like it. Yeah, a a good Louisiana man. (laughs) But at that point, we're all on board, right? Yeah. And look, I don't know what that area of America is like. I imagine that his next line here is probably really going to hit home and get those votes. Yeah. Would have lost me here in Australia. Okay. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. Call a crackhead. Yeah. Got a point. <laughs> call a crackhead. <laughs> 922 crackhead. Can you help me out? I got lucky. I'm pumping gas and the sore behind my shoulder. <laughs> wow. Well, he'll win. He'll yeah. win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. <laughs> Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.